Welcome to the 85th episode of Solid Rock. I'm Nicole Blazik. Today is September 21st. How are you guys doing? Can you believe it? September is almost done. I can't believe how quickly this month has gone so quickly and so much has happened in this short time period. I hope you're getting outside enjoying that beautiful fall weather. I hope you're also settling into your new rhythm. We are two of fall sports and only having two at home. I just want to thank you so much, and I'm just so grateful to have this podcast and for you all listening, thanking God so much for giving me the opportunity to encourage listeners out there in their walk with the Lord and giving others opportunities to share about what Jesus is doing in their life or ministry. I appreciate you all sharing the podcast because that means more people are hearing about Jesus Christ, and that is the whole purpose, the whole goal of this podcast. If you or anyone you know is looking for a speaker for a youth or women's event, I'd love to talk with you. My email is nmblazc at hotmail.com. Today on my podcast, my sister Lindsay and I will be talking about why as believers in Jesus Christ, we are not celebrating Halloween. Welcome, sister. Hello, hello. Excited to be here. Yes, I know. I tell you, I say more and more. I think this gal is going to start to take over. What do you think? Oh, you keep saying that. I, I know. I know. I think it's a theme. When you started to say, let's do role reversal. I think right. you were giving. We should do that next. <laughs> I think so. I think so. All right. We're going to be talking about this topic. And I know it is super controversial. My question to everyone is, why is that? Why is this a controversial topic? So let's see if we can answer this question today on the podcast. Fall is one of my sister and I's favorite time of year. We love the trees changing color, the cooler air. Well, if you're in the north, I don't know if the south. Do you guys have cool air yet? Uh, sometimes in the morning, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> sometimes. Well, well, it is 85 today, so it is not yet cool. But mostly we're enjoying the cool air, the pumpkin patches, apple orchards, but at the same time as we're enjoying all of those things, we also see that at this time of the year, in stores or on social media or in catalogs, we see skulls, witches, black cats, the cute Winnie the Pooh, the Noah costumes, jack-o'-lanterns, and candy. As some, I've, Sometimes I've talked about this before, but we grew up in a Christian home, a Jesus-loving household. We did grow up celebrating Halloween. I know I've mentioned that before on a podcast that I think we did on discernment mm -hmm. uh, last fall. Uh, I grew up, I'm the oldest of three, and got married and we had children. We dressed up our children since they were little. Until one fall, my sister and I talked, and she shared with me about how she watched the testimony of John Ramirez, who was a devil worshiper, practicing witchcraft, sold his soul to the devil, married on Halloween, and he has been practicing for over 25 years. And then he got saved. He shared and unveiled the truth behind Halloween and how Satan especially targets believers. I listened to this testimony and my spiritual eyes were opened. I encourage all of you to listen to, to his testimony. I will put this in the comments below on my podcast. And as he explains in detail the meaning behind Halloween. Then I had my husband listen and he was in agreement. We as a family stopped celebrating Halloween. We explained to our children why it wasn't good. And they, and they listened to that. And we as a family, we repented. And we asked God to, for forgiveness for participating in this activity. 
Now, since you did that ever since your kids were little, I have to imagine that they probably had a little bit to say about that. So how did they respond with this big shift of celebrating Halloween for so many years and then all of a sudden not? Well, yes, the the girls were older at the time. Um, I'm trying to think how old they were. I don't even know how many years that's been now. Um, they were older at the time. I think they were late middle school years. And then we have two in elementary. And they were kind of annoyed, to be honest. They were annoyed. They felt like they were missing out on everything. They were invited to Halloween parties. Their friends were getting together. They had to, they were missing out on celebrations with their friends. Mm-hmm. I remember many conversations of being asked to go somewhere or their friend had asked them to go trick-or-treating. And they're like, Mom, really, I can't go with them. But I reminded them again. And I said, do we need to listen to this testimony again? Yeah. <laughs> I said that. Yeah. And, God, and what God's word says about it. And we looked at those things together and we reminded one another. And because they have grown so much, as we have been teaching them more about um, discernment and wisdom and clarity and the work of darkness and uh, how that affects a life of a believer, mm-hmm. that then they were able to understand more. Now, all of my children don't even have anything to do with it at all. They're advocates for not. Even my daughter at her work, they are doing, it's a Christian place, they are doing um a Harry Potter theme for the entire workplace. And she said, I will not participate. I do not want that to be in my area where I'm working. I will take it down. She said, I will not participate in that. So they are very much. And even my other daughter who is in college, her whole basketball team is doing it. And she will be the one not participating and not going with her team. And that's, that's some big steps. And my other two little ones aren't doing that either. So it, it, it took a little bit. It's a new rhythm, but you just have to remind them why. And then once they know, they're like, absolutely, we have seen this and we do not want anything to go along and be partaking in that at all. Mm. So sister, how have you come to not celebrate Halloween with your family or children? Well, as a as you mentioned, we celebrate it as a kid. Mm-hmm. But once you start having your own kids, you really start thinking about things before you introduce them. Like, why, why do we do Santa or the Easter Bunny and Halloween? So you start really learning and researching things. So five years ago, we Lucy was three. Um, we never had done Halloween with her. And then last minute asked if we wanted to go trick-or-treating. So it was so spur of the moment um, that we said yes. And we went to a few houses and um, something just didn't sit right after that. And so we really researched Halloween, the origin, heard testimonies from former witches and devil worshipers. And like you, Nicole, we repented. I mean, we were remorseful and asked for forgiveness because our eyes were open to the deeper darker meaning of this holiday Mm -hmm. yeah as as we were saying you know like we both coming from a christian family a bible believing family and many of us have some some ideas about this before we do this and that's why i didn't even think about this with mine i didn't even think about it because that's what we did didn't Mm -hmm. even cross my mind 
So you were way ahead of me in any of that because I didn't even think of it because we just did this. So why generally do believers think about Halloween? How do we look at that? So we usually as believers, we think or some of my thoughts were it's harmless. Mm -hmm. It's a great time with family and friends and community. I mean, anything can kind of go on that night. It's fun. I mean, we have free candy. Who doesn't like free candy? I mean, really. Uh, Everyone's doing it. There's a lot of pressure from the world and everyone around you. Like I said, there's Halloween parties, there's get togethers, there's let's go trick or treating. There's, I mean, the bonfires, there's things all around it that are getting to, oh, the church is doing it too. So everybody is partaking in it and you don't want to miss out. Mm-hmm. It's really fun to dress up with your kids for the night. Y'all look so cute in your creative costumes, like even a Noah or Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Those are just well, some, yeah, go ahead. Well, when you when you've been talking about about Halloween, I've been noticing the comparisons between yoga and you recently did a podcast on it. And I've listened and researched yoga myself many years ago. And it's really similar in a way, because on on the surface, yoga looks super harmless. You know, it's good for you. It's stretching. You feel better. You're with your friends. You have that community. Let's go. Let's work out. You have your cute little outfit. Uh, you got your, you know, your mat you're carrying around, and you feel better. And um, and so I started to see this uh, comparison between the two, and um, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I totally agree. Just like just like with yoga and Halloween, many people think the same things about it. But the thing is, many people do not know the hidden spiritual meanings behind what they are doing and participating in, and that it is not harmless. And I can speak from my own experience. I thought that too. I didn't know. So these are two big deceptions that Satan hides behind. This is Satan's MO. He loves to come as an angel of light, making it seem harmless, but we're also following into his trap by taking that bait and falling into doing it. Paul told us in 2 Corinthians 2.11 not to be ignorant, of Satan's devices. Anton LaVey, the founder of the Church of Satan, said that dressing up either by wearing a costume or putting on makeup for Halloween is tantamount to worshiping the devil. Then he goes on to say, I am glad that Christian parents, mind you, he said Christian parents, not Hindu, not Buddhist, New Age, or any other religion, but he said Christian Bible-believing parents, let their children worship the devil at least one night a year. And he said, welcome to Halloween. Now I'm telling you when I, I know, just like you said, wow. When I heard that quote, I had chills from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes. I could not believe that he just articulated the MO of the evil one and what going at believers. Hosea four, six says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Like our family, I think many believers do not have the knowledge about this topic. This topic is not even really talked about in church. Mm-hmm. The devil is after believers. He wants us to compromise for one night, have a one night stand with the devil. Halloween is just like you mentioned before, Lindsay is a pagan Celtic holiday and has been celebrated for centuries. Witchcraft sacrifices and other diabolical activity is going on during that night, Halloween night. Halloween is all about changing your identity for a night by putting on a costume and makeup, and then you get something in return. Guess what you get? A candy. 
This absolutely blows my mind because as we grew up, we heard this saying, never take candy from strangers. And we teach that to our kids and we've been taught that our whole lives. So then why on Halloween is it okay? It seems so innocent, right? Just to get candy. But I've heard multiple testimonies of former witches and other people who put spells on the candy that they're handing out to these kids. Like, we don't even think that that's a thing. But it's so crazy. Our whole life, we don't take candy from strangers. We don't know what's in it. And then, yep, on one night, you can take it from all these houses and all these people. We have no idea who they are. Mm-hmm. Yes, well said. Well, what if our churches did something a little different? What if our churches, and maybe you thought like this too, and I'm going to say this because I've thought this way too. What if we thought about it like this and we had a harvest festival and we dress up all like Bible characters? You are still partaking in the holiday and opening your church and the people in your congregation in to have open doors to Satan by compromising. I have heard, I thought this too, we can use this holiday for good. We can share the gospel during this time, but we do not partake in a demonic holiday to evangelize. Here's an idea. What if we got the church together on Halloween night and we actually taught people what was the truth behind Halloween and taught believers how to discern through that? Why don't we equip believers Mm. in doing that? Because it's the act, Nicole. And and like you said, we need to teach them, teach other people about this. It's the putting on the mask and in the costume in exchange for something that can be. The act is very symbolic here. Like, do we see the Satanists coming to Easter service and are they at the doors and they can't wait to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus? Just like all these believers can't wait to celebrate Halloween. You know, they would never be caught dead in a church. So why are we as believers partaking in their day of evil? I could honestly talk about this forever, Um, but I want to introduce my friend Barbara. She recently has stopped celebrating Halloween, and she has agreed to share her story with us today. So please welcome Barbara to the podcast. Welcome, Barbara. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm just sitting here shaking my head. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. To all the points that Mm -hmm. you're making. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, Barbara, um, tell us how you came to understand the deeper meaning of Halloween. Yes. So, a few years ago, um, kind of similar to what Nicole said, you know, we celebrated it. We did kind of the cutesy costumes. It was about community, candy, the fun part of it. And it was a lot of what I had in my childhood. Um, and my daughter asked me, she's like, Mommy, what is Halloween? Why do we do this? Why do we celebrate this? And I gave her a very generic answer, like, oh, it's just fun. Um, You know, we don't do the scary stuff. We just get to go out and see our neighbors, get candy. It's it's just a fun time together. And kind of just left it at that. And so the following year, um, and it was in September, that question, the memory of that question just came pouring back to me. And I just sat on it like, goodness, you know, I didn't give her like 
the real, true, researched answer. I gave her what was just kind of a candy-coated, sugar-coated answer. Mm-hmm. And um, during that time, <clears throat> I was um, studying First and Second Peter with a group of women, and one of the verses that we came across just completely stood out to me, and that is First Peter 1, 14 through 16. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since Mm. it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Mm. And when I read that, it was just like, boom. Because I had the topic of Halloween on my mind, that question on my mind. And then these verses come across our study. And so I'm thinking, okay, conform to the passions of your former ignorance. So I am ignorant of what Halloween truly means. I'm just falling for the cutesy stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not fully understanding and sharing that with my children. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I need to do my due diligence and my, my research. And then the, you know, the part that says, be holy in all your conduct. So once I did the research and found out what Halloween stands for, the foundation of it, how it's used today, you know, much of what you and Lindsay have just shared, um, that I can't be holy in all my conduct if I continue to walk in, (laughs) in this tradition of celebrating Halloween. So I talked to my husband about it. We prayed about it. Um, we also repented and shared with our children that we will no longer be participating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Praise Amen. God. Mm-hmm. So how did your uh, kids respond to this? So <clears throat> um, they were they were actually pretty good. Um, you know, they mentioned, oh, we would miss candy. And I was like, you know what? Candy is a treat we can have any time of the year. We don't mm-hmm. have to have it at Halloween. Mm-hmm. We don't have to have it just in October, you know. Um, so that's that's something that is definitely still doable. But I think the beautiful thing of this whole situation is that um, our children saw us being obedient to God's calling and leading. Amen. He brought it to my attention that we need to stop doing this. Mm-hmm. He did it through his word. Mm-hmm. We responded and we have shared that with our children. Um, we're living out this set apart mm-hmm. life with them. Mm-hmm. And so that Amen. is something they can take into their adulthood, mm-hmm. um, knowing that we're doing this for God's glory. Amen. 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 So, okay, last question for you, Barbara. <laughs> what do you do now on Halloween instead? Yes. Okay. So the first year we didn't really, we just did nothing. We kind of just stayed home. We had the lights off and, um, you know, just kind of stayed quiet. We just weren't really sure what was going to happen. Um, but the second year, um, you know, it was coming again. I was like, okay. Um, I felt this nudge in me to do a prayer walk around my neighborhood. Mm. So the morning of Halloween, you know, we live in the South, it's hot, but it was just a beautiful, crisp, cool morning. The kids and I went on a walk around the neighborhood and we prayed. We prayed over our neighbor. We prayed over our home. We just prayed over our community. And um, 
there was just such a, a peace and it was just so lovely. And so that evening, um, we did keep the lights off outside, but we had our lights off inside the house. Um, we had, we bought a, a little kit, a Lego kit for um, kind of a Christmas project. So we worked on that as a family at the kitchen table, laughing, having fun, trying to figure it all out. Just, it was fun. And I just had such a peace that could only come from him. And um, I was just like, wow, I, this is what I've been missing out all these years yeah. during this time. <laughs> and um, the, the, the beautiful thing is I remember thinking, I don't even hear sound from outside. And I mm. come through the window and I can see cars driving by, children, families, everyone's kind of hustling and bustling. And, and I sincerely heard nothing. So it's like mm. God gave us a spiritual inner peace, but it was like physically, we mm. didn't hear any of the trick-or-treaters. So there was just like this peace over our home. Mm. And so that is what we'll do from now on. We will just enjoy our family time, enjoy living our lives together. And Halloween is just not a part of it anymore. Amen. Mm, it's beautiful. I love how he used his word at the very right time with Andy's question to then point out different things. Because if she wouldn't have asked that, would those things maybe have popped up like they did? He is so good and so faithful. So glory to God. And thank you for sharing. Thank, thank you. Barbara. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Mm, I loved it. Absolutely love that testimony. That was awesome, Barbara. Thank you so much. So you might say, why do this podcast? I hope it's becoming evident to everybody after you've been listening, but because we want as many believers in Jesus Christ to know what we didn't know. Mm -hmm. Paul explained in the book of 2 Corinthians 6 about light and darkness. What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? What union can there be between God's temples and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit and let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. Second Corinthians 6, 14 through 7, 1. Ooh, that, that is so good. And this is really hard stuff to talk about because it's not a popular opinion. We are very, very, very countercultural here. And there's not a lot of people that I meet <laughs> that don't celebrate Halloween, but Ephesians 5.11 um, keeps coming to mind and it says, take no part in unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. And that's what this podcast is doing. It is exposing um, the hidden messages or the hidden um, deceptions within Halloween. And so I am so thankful and grateful to be able to speak about this. Um, another verse that came to mind is 1 Thessalonians 5, 21 and 22. In it, it says, but test everything and hold fast to what is good and abstain from every form of evil. So again, we're, we're told to take no part and abstain from it. So why would Christians celebrate Halloween? Lastly, I'm throwing another verse at you. Um, we are called to be holy, like Barbara said, as God is holy. And so Romans 12, 1 and 2 reminds us to present our bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, mm -hmm. acceptable to the Lord. And it goes on to say to not conform to this world, but to be transformed from the renewal of your mind. Um, 
so that by testing the will of God, you can do what is acceptable and good and perfect. So we are called to be set apart. We are called to be different. We will be noticed that we aren't going to that mm -hmm. Halloween party. We will be noticed that our lights are out. Mm -hmm. We'll be noticed that our whole neighborhood is going around on a hayride and we aren't. Like people are watching and we are a light um, just by not partaking. And so they'll ask questions and then the Lord gives those opportunities to share. So if you're listening to this and you have been participating in Halloween, um, you have you have been introduced to the idea. What do you do next now that you've heard this? Well, what we did was pray. Just like Barbara said, just like you said, Lindsay, we pray. We ask God for wisdom. We ask him for discernment and we ask him for clarity. Ask God to show you what his thoughts are on this. Search the scriptures. The word Halloween, I'm going to let you know, it's not in the Bible. But the Bible repeatedly talks about, like what you've heard today, about the works of darkness. So after learning more about this years ago, our family, like I said, repented. As I mentioned earlier, and you heard Lindsay say that, you heard Barbara say that also of this activity and we stopped celebrating. So I love that idea that Barbara said. I love that prayer walk on that morning. I love that. I'm going to do that. Thank you, Barbara, for sharing that. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's so welcome. good. So good. I will do that. I've been praying. And when I go through that, but I like it on that morning. So mm -hmm. I like that. I'm going to be doing that now on with my kiddos. So what we've done is we have our family, we do something a little bit different. We have, just like Barbara said, something special. We might have a family movie pizza night. We kind of go downstairs because the lights are very apparent to see in our house. So if we even have one on, you can kind of see. So we just kind of go downstairs for the night and we will have a movie pizza night. Um, I actually know people who pack shoe boxes. They use this for Operation Christmas Child. So they pack shoe boxes on this night. I love that so much. Or... If you are like my sister, you decorate for Christmas on Halloween. <laughs> she's a little early, but little she's early. early on every 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 holiday, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't typically host Thanksgiving, so it's not that I'm skipping over Thanksgiving. I love, you love Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. <laughs> but I don't. My mom hosts that, so therefore, I we get really excited about Christmas. So. Absolutely. So about I know they're like. Yeah. Yes. We're going to be selling. We're going to be auntie. Are you putting up your tree? I'm like, well, I have a real tree, so I can't be putting it up months ahead of time like your mom, but um, no, it's great. So they get so excited about that. So that's just a few ideas or just like Barbara said, they got a Lego set and they did it together mm -hmm. as a family. That's great. Just a family time, or you could do something fall, anything like that. Those are great um, ideas just to give you of something you could do together with your family. So I want to close us out in prayer and um, ask the Lord just to continue to work through this podcast in a mighty way. Father God, we just thank you and praise you so much for this day. We thank you, God, for your goodness, your faithfulness, your grace, your mercy, your kindness to us. I thank you, Jesus, for your word, your word that is life. It says it is sharper than a double-edged sword, splitting between bone and marrow. That is how it can do that, Lord Jesus. And when it touches our soul, Lord Jesus, when you convict us, when we read something, I thank you for the gift of conviction. I thank you that we can feel it, Lord God, that our heart isn't hard, Lord Jesus, but it's soft to hear your word, Lord Jesus. As you've heard, each one of us, we've shared the word of God with you. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that it would touch these people who are listening just like it touched us, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus, that you work in our hearts. Thank you, Jesus, when we're doing something we probably shouldn't be partaking in, Lord God, because it says not to in your word. This isn't our 
our opinion or our um, thoughts. These are your thoughts, God. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus, that, that you are so gracious to us. You don't hold it over us and say, oh, you should not have been. No, you are so loving and gracious. Just like Barbara said, she had a peace. She had a peace or at Lindsay's house, there's an excitement because they're decorating for um, Christmas or at my house, we just get to have some chill family time together. So I just thank you, God, for how you are so gracious and good to us. Father God, I pray that you touch the hearts and the minds of the people who are listening to this, Father God, that you would open their ears to hear, their eyes to see, Lord Jesus, what you are saying through your word, Lord God. And maybe if they've been wrestling with this, you know, a lot of times I think believers, they get to this and there is a little, there's a wrestle. There's a reason why there's a wrestle. Yes. So, Father God, I just pray, Lord Jesus, that they would search the scriptures for themselves. Don't take what we said. You look at it for yourself and mm-hmm. see what it says. Anything on the podcast, you should be looking for yourself or what you hear on Sunday morning. You should be seeing for yourself. What does God's word say about this? And that's what Barbara did when she researched that. What Lindsay did and I did. We listened to it. We sought your word. And thank you, God, that you're so clear. You're so clear and so gracious to speak to us, Father God. I thank you, Jesus, for your work for us, Lord Jesus, that you take the sins of all mankind upon yourself, the perfect Savior, the, the Lamb, Lord Jesus. You laid yourself down as a Lamb, Lord Jesus, on that cross. You were perfect, Jesus, and you took all of our sins on. You were nailed to the cross, Lord Jesus. You were tortured. You were whipped. You were shunned. You were mocked, Lord Jesus, for the sins of all mankind. Then, Jesus, you died, and then we know after that, on the third day, you've done something that no one else has ever, ever done. You rose again on the third day. You are an alive and a living God who is intimate and wants a personal relationship with each and every person who is listening. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would touch their heart. The whole goal of this podcast is for you to have a walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, a personal one. And that if you have one already, that you would be encouraged to stand firm on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. So, Father God, I pray that you would touch their hearts today. I thank you for everything, God. You are so good to us, and we love you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So thank you for joining me on the podcast, Lindsay and Barbara. I want to thank you all for joining me too. It is my prayer, as I mentioned in my prayer, for you to come to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior and that you be encouraged in your walk with him. May we stand on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Until next time.